Revelation chapter 6. Um, we've reached the part of, of human history where uh, read the newspapers and, and read Revelation and it pretty much reads the same. Um, and and um, I realize that, that those people over there have been fighting for a long time. Um, since... Since Isaac disobeyed God and had a child with had a child with Hagar named him Ishmael, and God said, "I'll make of him a great nation," but that's not Isaac. Ah, since that time, Ishmael persecuted Isaac, and it's been like that for thousands of years. Um, this feels different. I'll be honest with you; it feels different, um, and I'm I'm quite concerned. Um, not for America, not for me. I'm concerned for our lost. And I'm concerned because they're not. Um, and that bothers me. It bothers me that it don't bother them. Um, Revelation chapter 6. Pray for me. Pray that God would deal with their hearts. Uh, maybe even our hearts. Uh, we need to realize the times that we're living in. I've been accused of different places of fear bonkering out. That's not my intent. Um, but I'll say this, that the Word of God has precious, precious promises for those that know Him. Right. And it's important to preach those precious, precious promises. But it also has vast warnings for those who do not. And it's just as important to preach that. Um, and so I have no idea even how this will go, but I'm going to try my best. Revelation chapter 6, starting with verse 1. <clears throat> and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering, and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them, unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. And when it opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants 
also their brethren that they should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld and reopened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that setteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Now turn to Revelation chapter number, uh, number 19. <clears throat> Revelation 19 and verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's me and you. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword with uh, that... Uh, with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and of the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the throne and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. One more place. Turn the page, turn the chapter, chapter number 20 and verse 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, and the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up upon the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We had a good Sunday school lesson this morning. And it was, um, it was about a lot of things, pride and, and different things. But, uh, but in that, as Brother uh, Ragland taught, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, he, uh, he talked about that we all have a job to do. Uh, and, and people in that day, his text was number 16. And if you remember that, that, uh, that people rose up against Moses uh, and against Aaron, and they said, you two are taking too much upon you. Uh, and they said, we don't want the job that we have to do. Uh, we want your job. That's what they were saying. Uh, and, and Brother Randy pointed this out in the, in the lesson, and I'll, I'll mention it here. Uh, I didn't choose to do this job. It's not something anybody that, that God has ever called. It's not something that anybody would chose for themselves. I had different things in mind for my life. I, I, I certainly didn't expect growing up that I'd be standing here doing what I'm doing now. Uh, and that's... Uh, if I, had, if I had my picks, I would have done something far else. But, but one day outside of a little country store, God told me, preach the gospel. That's all he said, but he wouldn't stop. Brother Chuck got good advice when he announced his calling. He said he talked to somebody and, and they said, if you can get out of it, I would. And that might sound strange to some of you, but those of us who are preachers know exactly what that means. But see, those who God calls cannot get out of it. Uh, it, it, um, it it's a calling that, uh, that comes down so strange, yet, yet so, so, uh, so powerful and so mighty. And not unlike when He calls you out of sin, um, and when He does that, and Brother Ragland went on to say that, that those of us who have been saved, you have a calling. You have been called out of this world. Uh, that's what the church is. It's a called out assembly. Uh, and, and so that's what we are to be separate from this world. Uh, I made mention earlier about this feels different. Uh, I've, I've, seen, uh, I've seen things that... Uh, well, let me just back up. Let's forget Israel just for a minute. And let's, let's, say, uh, let's say America. We remember how it feels to be attacked on our own homeland. We, we remember 20 some odd years ago and, and, uh, and, and what did every one of us file during that day? Never again. We'll never forget. We'll never take for granted. But really, what did we do? Uh, we said uh, that I believe that attack was meant to show America that, uh, that, uh, that, that there is a breach in our security that the enemy is now within I believe that was meant to show a lot of things. I believe it was meant to humble us down in the sight of God. Uh, and and, and, and uh, there was a lot of uh, false humility in those days. And I say that that way uh, because uh, we said it humbled us. We said, Lord, we now see the error of our ways and churches begin to feel. Uh, but I don't think that was true humility. I think it was actually false humility. And you know why I say that? It's because the very same 
same people that were saying we've been humbled and I was one of them that said also let's build that tower a foot higher than the last one. That's not humbled. That's not humbled in any way. And I know what we meant in our intentions when we said that, but, but really it didn't last and that shows it was false humility. It wasn't a true repentance. And so, so we've, we know what Israel's going through now a little bit, but, but they've, they've, they've been fighting this for, as I said earlier, thousands of years. Their children grow up in, a, in playgrounds where they have bomb shelters and routine, uh, routinely have to go and seek shelter from, uh, from missiles being launched at them. And that's their day-to-day life. But I said, this one feels different. Uh, this one is different. Uh, this, one's, uh, this one, is, uh, as somebody said in their prayer request earlier, pray. Pray for those people. Uh, pray for what's going on. These, these people are monsters that go in. Uh, anybody that would decapitate, uh, cut the head off of a little baby. Uh, anybody that would put a baby up as a human shield. Uh, I saw pictures go around. I've wept this week. Uh, I've cried this week. Uh, I've prayed this week. Uh, I've seen burned bodies uh, all over the place. Uh, hands bound behind their back and burned alive. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, when he he was president of the United States. He said every man should read the Koran. Every single American. He said you should read it. And if you do, you'll understand those men will never stop. And they think it's their duty somehow to wash the world in blood and hasten the return of their Messiah. And those are the riders on the white horse. And the Bible distinctly says that, that there's coming a day that, that if we think it's bad now, we've not begun to see what bad really is. Uh, there's coming a day uh, that the restraining power of the Holy Ghost uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2 it says he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way uh, there's coming a time upon this earth uh, uh, that Satan is going to have reign uh, for seven years uh, I don't understand it all uh, but I know that it's going to be his finest hour if you want to phrase it like that uh, that the restraining power of the Spirit is going to let him do what he will on this earth. This earth is not ready for that. I've wept this week. I've cried this week. I've seen images come across that uh, that are uh, that are just incomprehensible. That any monster uh, would do that to a baby or a woman or a child or another human being. But you know why I've wept this week? I've wept because uh, there are people in our midst today that aren't ready for that day to come. I've wept for you. I've cried for you. And uh, because you won't weep and cry for yourself. I've cried for you this week. I've been on my knees for you this week. And you see today, this one feels different. Israel declared war for the first time in a long time. They're not messing around, nor should they be. But you see the images coming across. They don't tell the whole story. Israel dropped actual pamphlets from the sky begging civilians in Gaza to get out of there because they're fixing to hit them and hit them hard. And they said, we don't want to kill civilians. And what did Hamas do? Uh, they blockaded those civilians in. Uh, they won't let them leave. Uh, so now when Israel does hit them, uh, every nation is going to see Israel as the bad guy. You can mark her down. Uh, there, are, uh, there are eruptions all over the globe in Europe, in America, in New York City, in Dearborn, Michigan. A uh, death to the Jews. Uh, they're shouting that from the rooftop. I don't need to tell you today that uh, people don't believe this. 
this is what I'm going to say. They are still the apple of his eye. God said, I made you the head and not to fail. I'm telling you, uh, there is coming a day, and this may not be yet, it may be a long ways away from now, uh, but I'm telling you today, I'm concerned this very well could be at the beginning of the war to end all wars. And you're not ready. And that bothers me. I don't think this earth is ready. Holy power will one day fall. Holy power, was that now? I have no idea. But it's my job to warn you about that day that is coming upon this earth. And Revelation describes it, and most of Revelation I don't understand, but it said there are four horsemen. Uh, there are four horsemen that will come. Uh, the first horseman, uh, people think that, uh, that in chapter 6, that the rider on that white horse is Jesus Christ. It's not. It's the Antichrist. He has a bow with no arrows. He comes forth to conquer. And it's not Christ, but it is a pseudo-Christos, the Antichrist. Uh, the Bible next says that there is a, the next horse is black, I think, and it brings war. You realize today that, that there is a war coming? I mean, the winds of war are blowing. Uh, Russia's involved. Iran's involved. China and Taiwan are fighting. We're going to get dragged into it. I'm telling you, uh, there are nuclear capabilities now that those men in World War II only dreamed of. This war will be rough. It'll be bad. Uh, millions, tens of millions will die if it goes like that. And I pray it don't. I pray God will intervene. Uh, but I need to warn you today uh, that at some point in history, is this it? I have no idea. I'm telling you to keep your eye on the prophecy and keep your eye on Israel and keep your eye on what's going on. I'm telling you it's a shame. Americans are over there. Uh, we're giving gender studies and other countries money left and right and we've told our citizens you have to sign all you to us to get you out of that something I'm telling you it's going to get ugly and this one feels different. I mean, it's altogether different. There is a war coming that will make every war that's ever been fought on this earth look like child's play. And when that war is over, the next horse that shows up on the scene is a red horse. And the Bible says that he brings a famine after all the war and all the carnage. I read a study one time that said if anybody ever set off an EMP over America, 80% of our nation would die within three months. You know what that is? It's a, it's a signal that blocks every electronic transmission. Your cars won't start. Uh, you can't get food delivered. And you can't go to the grocery store. Everything is built on an electronic system. And when that's gone, what are you saying? I'm saying we better be learning how to can and how to hunt and how to fish. I'm telling you, we better be preparing for that day. Is it that day? I have no idea. But that horse is going to bring famine upon this earth. And that horse will bring famine where you can't even buy food. You can't buy it or sell it. And after that horse comes the rider on the pale horse. And what did it say about him? It said that his name was Death and Hell followed with him. 
Uh, children, I want you to understand today. I want you to be saved. It's not just, uh, I don't want you. Uh, there are people today in churches, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They're not preaching plain truth. Uh, they are warning you uh, not to go, they'll say, to that awful place uh, that cannot be named. I'm telling you, the time has come that men of God uh, need to speak and to preach with holy boldness and call that place what it is. It is hellfire and damnation. I just read in your hearing that the day is coming when Jesus Christ will, when He wrote upon this earth, Zechariah chapter number 9, prophesied of it, the Gospels, He fulfilled it, that He came riding into Jerusalem upon a donkey, upon the foal of an ass, just a lowly Galilean, riding upon that foal of an ass. And they were saying, Behold, thy King cometh, riding upon the foal of an ass. And He did that. But the next time that He comes, He's not on the foal of an ass. The next time He appears on this earth is Revelation chapter 19. And behold, heaven opened. And behold, a white horse. And He that sat upon Him is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness He does judge and make war. And He had a name written that no man knew save He Himself. But He was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And His name is the Word of God. He is coming. He's not coming as a lowly Galilean. He's not coming to be crowned with thorns. He's not coming to be slung, slain and hanging on a tree. He is coming with one thing in mind and that is to make war and to bring judgment with Him. Amen. And His appearance it's coming soon. What is soon? I have no idea. Now when you get into the mind of God, He sees past, present, and future all at the same time. He abides outside of time. So soon to Him is something altogether different soon to us. But I will have you know this. Now you can read the Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Not one thing has to happen for that man of sin to be revealed. He could be here. He could be alive right now. Maybe he's not. I have no idea. But all I know is this. When war breaks out and people are hungry and the famine comes and people are hungry, a skin for skin, all that a man hath will he give for his life. You know who said that? Satan said that. And it rings true 99% of the time. But for the other 1%, there are still people in this land that are willing to lay down their life for their God. And I'm glad that there is. You realize today the war that is going on, it's not in some part. I mean, this is the apple of his eye. Uh, this is the one you say, preacher, that's Old Testament. Yes, it is. Uh, but he made a promise unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and all the rest of his prophets. He made promises to them. Israel has been around for a long time. Israel's been around since the time God called Abraham out of Ur the Chaldees, and you can mark it down. It will still be around when He comes back because of the promise. I don't care what they've done. I understand they've been punished for what they've done. For 2,000 years, they were dispersed. Even really longer than that for probably 4,000 because Assyria dispersed them. Babylon dispersed them. And then came Jesus Christ. They rejected Him. And you couldn't even point to them on a map. But in 1948, 
they started going back to their homeland. That was prophecy in Ezekiel 37. He said, I will bring you out of your graves and I will call you from the ends of the earth and now people have flocked back to that homeland. What does that say? I'm telling you the signs. I'm no longer looking for the signs of the times. I'm listening for the sound of that trumpet. It's going to sound on planet earth. Woe be the inhabitants in that day. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying once that Holy Spirit restraining power of God, once He one time removes that and Satan has His way on this earth, you can mark it down. It will be no place to be. It says that the inhabitants of hell will be belched up on this earth. It says they'll crawl out of the pit. I studied all week. I was going to preach on the pit. Her Sunday school lesson was on the pit. Her Sunday school lesson was a man by the name of Korah rebelled against Moses and the earth opened itself up and swallowed him down and his family and 250 with him into that pit. Alive. And it closed upon them. I was going to preach out of Zacharias something wonderful, something glorious and that it says by the blood of thy covenant I have delivered you from the pit. That's the only hope you got today. It's the blood of that covenant. But it is a hope. He calls them in that chapter chapter 9 of Zechariah. He said, you are prisoners of hope. There is hope for you today. But until you see the need, you'll never repent. I pray God shows you that great need. I don't know what will be happening, but in a week from now, it could all be over, or we could be in a full-blown nuclear war. I have no idea how all of those things reside in the mind and the knowledge of God. I'm not here to play God. He called me to preach the Gospel and to warn the people, you need to repent and be saved or you will die and perish forever and ever. You know what the apostles preached on most, most, most every time? You find Peter preaching. You find Paul preaching. You go in the early church in the book of Acts. You know what they were preaching? The death, the burial, and the resurrection. They were preaching about a resurrection. We live in a cultured society, if you want to call it that. We are so much more enlightened than those that went before us. So we say, so we think. You realize we're passing laws in in America today that your 12-year-old child can go have puberty-blocking hormones and not tell mom and daddy and the doctors aren't bound to tell mom and daddy and you know they're all over uh, teachers in this land uh, celebrating uh, children uh, children I'm not talking about even high schoolers I mean grade schoolers uh, we're encouraging them change your gender uh, teachers are uh, thrilled with that I'm telling you the day is vastly approaching Amen. God's not going to put up with that forever And we shouldn't either. I'm telling you, the world that your children are growing up in, it's not the same. It's different. That's why this feels different than it ever has in my lifetime. Because it's all around us. It's everywhere. I saw something they're showing our children in schools. If they found that on my phone or my computer, they'd arrest me for child pornography. I'm not making that up. It's in the libraries, in your schools, in your child's school. There was a man that got arrested 
for reading at a school board meeting at the very thing that was in the library of his child's school and they arrested him for reading it. Why? They don't want mamas and daddies to know what's going on in there. That's the day you're living in. Yeah. That's the culture that you're living in. Children, you listen to me. The day is going to come. You're going to be off on your own. Let me tell you this. If your mom and your daddy has brought you to church, you owe them everything to God. You owe them everything because they've given you an opportunity to hear the gospel and to be saved. I just read in your hearing that day is coming when that white horse will come and when the heavens themselves will depart like a scroll and behold a white horse and he's going to come down here. Do you realize today they're chanting death to Israel, death to the Jews. I've even seen them. They said we're in America now and America's next. I've seen those failed threats. I've seen those threats for several days that they're here, that they're here, that they're here. I've heard Americans clamoring for the same thing. I've heard of race wars that are going to happen. I mean, they're calling for a global jihad. I'm telling you, we are at the threshold of eternity right now. You better get prepared. You better be ready. You better be saved. The day's coming when that rider on a white horse and they're going to turn to him. It's not just Israel they're messing with. It's not just those people. It's not just Benjamin Netanyahu they're fighting. I'm telling you, they're taking on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. He said, you're the apple of my eye. I wouldn't want to mess with that. They don't fear God. Some of you may not fear God. There's going to come a day you'll not only fear Him, you'll tremble. You'll tremble. What did the Scripture say? That in that day man will begin to hide. And the rich man, the mighty man, as we talked in Sunday school, the men of renown, they're not going to be on the front lines. They'll be running and hiding just like you. Who shall stand, it said, in that day? Who shall be able to stand? There is one and only one way to stand in that day. If you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, you shall stand. Everybody else, man, woman, or child, will fall. You can believe what I'm telling you today or you can choose not to believe it. It won't matter if you believe it or you don't. I'm telling you, it is going to happen. Whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter what you believe. Because it's written in His book. And that book is the truth of the Word of God. That book has been preserved for thousands of years that we can read and see. We are indeed living perhaps don't you misunderstand me? Don't you go out and say that preacher of the faith is making wild predictions. I'm doing no such thing. I'm telling you that today may very well be, or it may very well not be, but it may very well be the beginning of those things that are going to take place. That's not for me to decide. It's for me to warn you that it could be. But I do know there is a day Every event that's been prophesied will be fulfilled. Everything. Every jot, every tittle, everything that's written in that book will come to pass. And it said there's coming a day. You see, there is a there is a 
thirst and a hunger for power today. There's going to come a man upon this earth. He's going to rule, but he won't be ruined by his own power. It'll be the power of Satan himself. He'll be the Antichrist. And people will fall after him. People that don't know the truth. People that have never sat under sound preachers will follow that man. They'll follow him to the end. But it says there's coming a day when they'll go to make war against the rider on the white horse, against Jesus Christ. And He'll consume them. And He'll lay hold upon that beast and false prophet and cast them in a lake of fire and brimstone. And then it says a period of time will pass. And it said Satan himself will come. And he'll lay hold on him and cast him in that same place of fire and brimstone. It's a place that is called the bottomless pit. It's a pit with no bottom. And the day is going to come when you draw your last breath. If you leave this world unsaved and unprepared, you will be separated from everything that's good and holy and just. It said, uh, when I said, well, go, you shall sit down. You shall sit down. The saved shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know what the rest of that verse says? But the unbelievers, the unbelievers, the unbelievers shall be cast out of that kingdom. What do you mean cast out? I mean you cannot enter in. I mean, no matter how much you beat and plead and knock and beg and cry, that there is a day of separation when He will lay hands on you and thrust you into that pit that has no bottom. And down, down, down you go. And the flames lick up beside you. And there's a worm there that never dies. You see, the apostles preached about a resurrection. I started to say that a while ago. Most people don't believe in the resurrection. They don't. Most people have it in their minds that it's just the soul. You have enough sense to know that your soul is going to live forever. Ever. It's never going to be annihilated. Ever. But, because of that, most people have this idea that the torments in hell is a metaphorical fire that it's just a metaphysical, metaphorical fire that will torment your soul. There's coming a day when body and soul are united. And you will perish forever and ever in your body. It's not a metaphysical fire. An allegorical fire. It is literal fire and brimstone. And you will inhabit your body in that fire and brimstone. It's serious today. It's forever. Eternity hangs on, your, on, on what you do. When God calls you and you spurn that, you're not ready for what's ahead. You're not. Not prepared. Those of us who have been saved will also have a body. It'll be a body like His body. It'll be a glorified body. We're going to live forever. There's coming a day when mamas will be torn from their children. I've said this before. People don't like it. I'll say it again. 
I can show you in Revelation. During that day, you know what? You know what we say? You know what the church says? When we see fire fall, when we see Babylon fall, when we see that horror fall, you know what we do? We're not weeping. We're not crying. We're not, we're not torn up. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. You know what mamas will say in that day? I don't know how to be, but there's a separation going to take place. And mamas will be the sheep. And children will be the goats. And mamas are going to enter into heaven. And children are going to be cast out into hell. You know what mama will say? They'll walk over to their child, kiss them on the forehead, and say, I'm sorry, but I warned you. I took you to church and you refused to believe. And now you must go and I must say hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth in that day. Torn apart. Mama will have no more remembrance of you after that. It's a hard thing to go to hell with tears of your mama on you. I'm not trying to play on your emotions. I'm trying to prepare you for the reality. Is this it? I have no idea. I'm telling you it could be. The things that are going on in Israel right now, they're going to strike Hamas and they're going to strike them hard. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them a bit. I think it's the right thing to do. And I don't know how it's going to play out. But I do believe this. God will protect His people. He will stand with them. Those take our government. You might not like this. I'm going to say it anyway. You can fire me. Our government won't even call them terrorists. They're calling them militants. Our media will not call them terrorists. They're calling them militants. They are monsters. They are monsters. They will never stop. Never stop. But my God is still up on the throne. He will prevail. The time's going to come. We're going to have to pick a side. This time next year there could be blood in our streets. I hope not. But I'm preparing for that just in case. What does all this mean? It means that one more time I'm going to beg you as we have a song of invitation. It means one more time I'm going to beg you and plead with you. I plead with God on your behalf. And I'm going to beg you as we offer this invitation. The Scripture says flee from the wrath to come. There is wrath going to be poured out upon this earth. Not the wrath of men. Not the wrath of men fighting a war. But the wrath of a holy, holy, holy God is going to be dumped out. The inhabitants of this earth. Are you ready? What does all of it mean? It means as I plead and beg, search your heart. See if I'm being honest with you. Search your heart. 
If I'm lying to you, then don't think a thing about it. But if you know I'm being honest and telling you the truth, if He is dealing with you, why don't you come today? He'll save you today. By the blood of the everlasting covenant, He will save any that come to Him in repentance and faith. Guaranteed. He will not cast you out. Guaranteed. You can escape. It talks about warning to flee from the wrath to come. For the days coming when the holy angels will come in flaming fire, taking vengeance upon them who don't know God. That day is coming. Coming swiftly. Come and be saved. Get a song that's a